Revelation chapter 20, verses 1 to, two, 1 to 3, that we looked at a moment ago. Very short Bible reading. We'll be just moving from here into another section of Scripture. And I thought, and we'll be dealing with that Revelation 20 in that fashion. There's different subjects that have brought up quite a few important ones as uh, the Bible is being wrapped up. Uh, the final revelations given to John in uh, the 90, around 1995 AD, and these were the revelations and their concluding remarks, we might say, of all this, the revelation of God. And this is one great thing we can count on today in Revelation chapter 20, verses 1 to 3. <clears throat> Somebody is wrapped up. <laughs> Put it this way, he's chained up. <laughs> chained up, as we have it there. And so looking forward to this this morning. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your word. And thank you, Lord, that you've told us of our arch enemy, your arch enemy, the, this created being that went way off his original purpose for creation who tries and tried to topple the throne of God. But we know his end. We have it here. And we praise you, Lord, that his end is sure. It's fixed. It's written in your word. And Lord, he's our enemy and he's throwing darts at us. He's accusing us. He's doing everything to discourage us from living the Christian life. And may we be victorious. And the Lord... Uh, know that we have the victory in the end. We pray, Lord, for those that cannot be amongst us for different and varied reasons. Some are traveling, some are sick, some are unable to make it. And we pray for them. Lord, encourage them in the word. May they read the word and may they even be able to listen to us today on the, on the internet there. We, we pray for them. Bless them and minister to them. We pray for Andrew in Israel that you protect him. Lord, there are many enemies of Israel, but there are enemies also of the gospel in Israel that hate the name of Jesus. The one we love, they hate. They despise and they get very angry. And I pray that you give him wisdom to approach these people, these Jewish people, with the knowledge, with the word of God that tells them that Jesus is their Messiah. That he came and they rejected him. Our Lord, that they might receive him personally as Saviour and Lord. We ask for that, Lord, there in Israel, that many would get saved through them coming to you. Bless now the word as it's shared in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <clears throat> These verses are simply put. A strong angel descends from heaven. He lays hold on the devil. The phrase means to have power over or to master one. Uh, this angel is empowered. Now, this angel is a powerful being because remember that the devil was created a very powerful being. And he had guardianship over the throne of God originally. And so this devil, this, oh, sorry, the devil is taken by this angel who has power to take him, grabs Satan, binds him, with a chain. Now I've seen some strong chains down here <laughs> with, involved with bulldozers. You have links that are like that, not just little links. And they're big and fat and thick and high tensile as well. I remember trying to use a, a, a soft chain on just a D6 and you put it around a log and pull it and when you get to the end of the job it's all stretched <laughs> and it's hopeless. 
that's useless. You have to have high tensile and even those go ping. <laughs> but this chain is one. Remember the demon-possessed man in, in, in the Gospels where they try to bind him? And he could break chains, ropes, whatever. New ropes, old ropes. He could, he could break them. This is one just possessed of, the de- of devils or demons. But this is the devil we're talking about here. The old serpent. I mean, there's no mistaking who this is. Look at verse uh, uh, 2. Laid hold on the dragon, the old serpent, who is the devil and Satan. Can you get that wrong? <laughs> we know who that is. And these names reveal all we need to know about this character. As a dragon, he's looking to devour. As a serpent, he's seeking those he might deceive. As a devil, he's a false accuser, looking for someone that he might defame, particularly a Christian. As Satan, the adversary, he's always seeking someone to defeat. And one day he will get what's coming to him. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. That doesn't sound loud enough. You didn't hear that. They said, Amen. Amen. Even so, Lord, lock him up. But we know he's on the loose at this time. From all appearances, it seems that the devil is winning the war between good and evil. Isn't that so as we look around? But as as it's said, appearances can be deceiving, and they are. God will have the last word on this matter. Satan is powerful, but he is not all-powerful. He's not omnipotent, as God is omnipotent, all-powerful. And God will have the last word on the matter. Praise the Lord for that. Notice that he's retained here in verse 3. And cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal upon him. Now... Let me say something. If I had someone from the junior church come over here, stood them here, and read this portion to them, would they understand it? Would they be able to explain it back to me? Now let's read it again so I get that point across. And I saw an angel come down from heaven. So you ask the young person, what did we just see? Oh, an angel come down from heaven. Having a key to the bottomless pit. Well, he's got a key. Dad and mum got a key. They opened the door and shut it. You know, they get in and out with that. And a great chain in his hand. I think they know what a chain is. Maybe they've got a dog at home with a chain on it. <laughs> and a great chain. And they laid hold on the dragon. Oh, the angel got the dragon. The devil. And laid hold on him. And bound him for, oh, tied him up for how long? A thousand years. And what did they do? And what did he do with him then? He threw him into the bottomless pit. And you might have to explain what the bottomless pit is to the child. It's it's hell. (laughs) Shut him up and set a seal upon him. Well, they really locked the door on him, didn't they? (laughs) They they put him in jail and threw the key away. (laughs) Not quite, because they're going to unlock the door again. That he should do what? Deceive the nations. You know what he's doing today? He's deceiving the nations into thinking they can get on without God. That they can govern in their own right and that they're all powerful. No, they're not. And then, till the thousand years were finished. Oh, what's going to happen? At the end of the thousand years, something's going to happen. He's going to be loose for a little time. He's going to be loose for a little season. That is simple. Theologians have totally bamboozled people by confusing what this is saying. You don't have to be confused about what it's saying. 
The Bible tells us literally there what it's talking about. So Satan is restrained and Satan is retained. <clears throat> the angel moves the devil from the earth for 1,000 years, as it tells us in these verses. Imagine a world without any devil. Not deceiving the nations. Not deceiving individuals. Not stirring up strife with the saints. Not causing us headaches and heartaches right through life. Oh yeah, we've got our old nature. We can cause our enough, ourselves enough strife without help. his help, can't we? <laughs> we have. And as an unsafe person, a non-Christian, they are children of the devil. Ephesians chapter 2. And they don't know that. They don't realise that. That even their thoughts are not to do with God. And um, <clears throat> here at this time, imagine a world with no devil, no one to tempt us to do evil, no one to whisper in our minds and ears about the wrong things, no, no one to remind us how wicked we are <laughs> and were and maybe will be. No one to set snares and traps, according to the New Testament I talked about, for us on our pathway of life. A world without a devil would be a wonderful place. And for a thousand years it will be like that. But you know, there still will be men born with wicked hearts, with a bent to sinning. And even without the devil, they will do wrong, because it does talk about them doing wrong in that period of time. <clears throat> now, I pulled out a quote and I, I had to hunt for it a little bit. I knew, I thought I had it catalogued somewhere, and I did. But I had to find a catalogue. <laughs> J. Vernon McGee. Have, has anybody heard of J. Vernon McGee? Some people may have their vol his volumes of the, just writing through the Bible. He's very, he, he writes very simply. He was trained in the allegorical method of interpreting. In other ones, one of those. One of those people that mix all this up and make it mean something that it doesn't literally just say it, say it is. He realised as a young man that it resulted in foolishness trying to spiritualise this portion of scripture. He said this, I went to a seminary that was an amillennial seminary where they attempted to fit the rest of Revelation into the historical or preterist view um, or the amill view. It became ridiculous and even comical at times. For example, when we reached the place where say, Scripture says that Satan was put into the bottomless pit that we're just looking at here, we were taught that he's already, it's already taken place. And I asked the professor, he said, how do you explain the satanic activity that is taking place today? He replied, Satan is chained, but he has a long chain on him. I wonder where this saying come from. I think it come from that because we refer to this sometimes. <laughs> it's like when you take a cow and put it on a vacant lot and tether her with a long rope and let her graze all over the block. That was his explanation, he said here. And my comment was, Doctor, I don't know if I'd call him Doctor, but he did. <laughs> I think Satan has a got a pretty long chain on him then because he's able to graze all over the world. It really makes some scriptures seem rather ridiculous when you follow that method. And I think that's true. That's just, he's, all, he's, he's on the loose. Some say he was chained for a certain period in past history. Read history. <laughs> he's not been chained up, he's been on the loose. 
and he's not got a long chain either because the scriptures state that he has access to where? To heaven. It tells us that. And in, in the book of Revelation, you'll say, oh, that was in Job in the Old Testament. Okay, wait a we'll go to the New Testament then from the book of Revelation. There where he accuses the brethren night and day. That says in the New Testament, so he still has access and he accuses them to God. Oh, look at your child down there. You call him your child? Look, look what they're doing right now. They're sinning. See, <clears throat> he's on the loose and has been. And this is the time he will be chained that we have here before us. Well, let's not be ignorant of what's going on and that Satan is on the loose. Second Peter chapter 3, verses 17 and 18. It doesn't necessarily talk there right here about Satan, but listen to what it says. The last two verses of Second Peter, it reads, Ye therefore, beloved, seeing that ye know these things before, beware, beware, lest ye also, being led away with the error of wickedness, fall from your own steadfastness. So it's warning us, to be aware that Satan is on the loose and we can fall from our steadfast Christian pathway, our walk in Christ, if we're not aware of what's going on around here. And so don't be ignorant. Let us be alert and attentive. Now turn back to Romans chapter 16 and verse 20. Romans 16 and verse 20. And Paul is concluding this epistle, a wonderful epistle, and he said this to them, they're the Roman Christians up in Rome. That's a long way from Israel. In those days it was a lot further because they didn't have means to get there quick, as we do today. And the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. Shall be shortly bruised meaning presently he is not bruised presently he's doing his wicked vile work around the world and this is some of the things that he's doing and this is what we're going to consider this morning because satan is not chained he's not in the pit the thousand years has not happened it's in the future this is what he is up to today don't be ignorant of these things presently he is a vagabond and a vagrant. He's a wanderer. Having fallen from his created prominent position in times past, that's what he's been up to, looking for trouble, making and stirring up trouble ever since. And that was before, I say before, Adam and Eve, because he tempted Adam and Eve. So he's on the prowl then. He was a vagabond then. He'd been put put out of his primary position for which he was created even then. In Job chapter 1 and verse 7, and we needn't turn there, it reads, going to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down in it is all over the place. And sometimes he has a fixed place. It tells us about that in the Old Testament. But he's going to and fro. God asked him the question, what have you been doing? When the sons of God gathered and they have to report to God on a regular basis, the angels have to report to God for what they've been up to. They just don't go willy-nilly doing their own thing. It's organized. And even Satan had to come. And he was amongst them. 
And God said, what have you been doing? And this is what he said. I've been going to and fro and up and down in the earth, stirring up trouble amongst men. Um, <clears throat> unsaved people today blame God for everything, don't they? They don't believe in God, but they blame him for everything. <laughs> and when anything bad happens, a tsunami or a volcano or something, oh, God did it. <laughs> hey, which, which God are you talking about, with a little G or a big G? <laughs> the God of this world, Satan, or God of the universe, who controls everything with a big G? He's a vagabond. He's a murderer. In John 8.44, it reads, a murderer from the beginning. In John 8.44, again, the later part of it, he is a liar and the father of it. He is a vagabond. He's a vagrant. He's a venomous viper. According to Genesis 3.1, the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field. In Revelation 12.9, And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan. That's another very descriptive verse in the book of Revelation. Revelation 12, verse 9. You know, <clears throat> my saying from a farm, uh, mind what the government says, <laughs> we must obey the government, but <laughs> the only good snake is a... Yes, 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 there you go. You must be from farm too. <laughs> The only good snake is a dead snake. <laughs> and, uh, hey, yesterday we were treadling down the track and um, I, I, was, I was sticking with little Ben. He was having struggles. He needed encouraging. Come on, keep going. You only got 20 kilometres to go. Keep going. <laughs> He's only this big. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and I got on his bike later and, boy, it was hard to pedal that one. <laughs> I don't know if it needed a grease and oil change, Bernie. Where are you? <laughs> that one? It was a hard... I, I was going downhill and I still had to pedal to make it go. But anyway, we'd just gone past, Ben and I, and the others. I don't know. Winita, where are you? There you are. Could you see us? Yeah, just a clock, maybe. <laughs> You've got good eyes. We're a bit ahead, maybe not that far, and we'd been through. And then they come and they thought, oh, I think they thought, Oh, there's a snake on the road. It must be dead because they've just been over there. But he was stretched across the track, a tiger snake. <laughs> He'd come out after we'd gone and they come upon him. And he, they soon realised he wasn't dead, didn't you? He started wriggling. <laughs> but <clears throat> if they had tried to do something, he might have got uh, his fangs out, <laughs> put it that way. More subtle, the old serpent called the devil. We despise the serpent. Why shouldn't man despise that little, literal serpent? Because of what God, I mean, Satan used him for back there in, the, in Genesis, in the garden, to deceive mankind. You see, well, what was Eve doing talking to a serpent? Have you ever been, I don't know if there's any snake whisperers around. Have you been a snake whisperer? <laughs> You've got horse whisperers and other whisperers, but you don't go talking to serpents, do you? But, but Eve was. He said something and she replied. They had, a, they had a conversation that was possible then at that time, but not today. Yes, actually, I heard of a snake whisperer. He's dead now. <laughs> he, was, he was over in India and he was whispering just the other day, and I read about it and he was whispering this thing, and he'd been doing it for years, but eventually he got bit. Well, he got bit a few times, survived, then he got done in properly. <clears throat> you don't go talking to the serpent. You don't go talking to the devil. 
You don't go making pacts and agreements with the devil. He's evil only and that's his intent. He's venomous. He's a viper. Have you ever heard the hiss of the serpent just recently or lately? Have you been bitten lately by the serpent, Satan? Has he injected his venom in you? Hate, lust, envy, jealousy, bitterness, false doctrine, discontent. We could go on and on. The sins of the flesh and these things he is trying to get us to do. That he might accuse us before God. A venomous viper. He is vain. Thirdly, he is vain. Ezekiel 28 verse 17 reads, Thine heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. Thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy brightness. He thought he was so good that he could overtake the throne of God. He thought he was so beautiful because of thy beauty. Thou hast corrupted thy wisdom. And it happens amongst men too. Because of the beauty of some people, because of the handsomeness, the beauty of the women, and the handsomeness of men, they become full of pride and stick their chest out and look at me. It might be in different, it might be in sports, it might be in, in pageants, it might be in contests, beauty contests. But hey, where did the beauty come from? Where did Satan get his beauty from? God created that in him. And the beauty in the sea, in the sea creatures, it's just God, God's imagination is seen at work as we see the creatures. His beauty, his mind is able to do that. But this man, this creature, this created being, Satan, was exalted in vanity because of his beauty that he received for nothing. Why should we be like that? Why should we, we, we be vain and follow Satan's way in this life. The, the end of he is the pit. Going to be locked up. He's vehement as well. In Revelation 12 and verse 12. The last half of verse 12 of 12. The devil is come down to you. Come down to you on earth. Having great wrath. Look around us today. And look around at the world today. Look around in world, in, church, in, in world history and see the mayhem and the murder and the destruction. He is vehement. He knows he is go- he, he knows his end. We can read it today and he can hear us. We can read those verses and know he's going to be locked up, let out for a little bit, locked up forever. And he's vehement and he goes about and he doesn't care. He does not care a thing about what he does to you and I. And he wants all human beings to go to hell with him. Because that's his destiny. He can't change it. He's made his decision. He is vexed as well. In Revelation 12, verse 12 again, in the last part of verse 12 of 12, knowing that he hath a short time. If you're as evil as he is, and you you knew you had a short time, you get frustrated and mad and you get vexed <clears throat> and I've used illustrations before but this is my life and so I can only use the same ones <laughs> a vexed snake have you ever have you ever confronted an angry snake we all 
come there and it's all it's usually by surprise you know whack, it happened just right then like if Juanita had kept going and run over the guy's oh, the, that snake's head yesterday he would have been vexed you know in, he, he would got angry <laughs> no, knowing tiger snakes and brown snakes as I do they're the, they're the ones that get angry and um, <clears throat> I've had a, a brown snake angry he stood up he had me cornered actually and advice don't move freeze yell and scream but don't move they can't hear you but they can see your movements <laughs> and they just go down and take off slither off um, anyway that's a physical advice <laughs> and when Satan attacks and he's up and he's ready to strike trust in the Lord and lean not onto your own understanding put the thought out replace it with God's thoughts um, <clears throat> I remember when I was only a kid 12 or something and we were three boys running around the countryside all Saturday like we did and put me hole, my foot in a hole a crab hole, a lot of crab holes around there and um, since I put my foot in a snake come out <laughs> and we both went out <laughs> it was a red belly black snake <laughs> I knew that but uh, we were both off in different directions I'm glad he wasn't a tiger snake or a brown snake <laughs> because a black one usually goes the other way and he did he was, he was vexed that I'd stood on him. You know what it was? The feeling of a snake under your foot. <laughs> it's that wobbly feeling. <laughs> but um, the Lord's got his foot on the old devil, hasn't he? <laughs> and he's going to crush his head one day. Praise the Lord for that. <clears throat> and remember, I've never seen such an angry snake as a snake where a mob of sheep went over the top of a snake. And he was in the middle. The sheep didn't know what they were doing. They stood and standing on it, standing on it. And he come out firing. He was up. He was going everywhere. And I might have happened on the farm with you folk. That, but he was vexed. And um, Dad had a spike, a spike that splices steel cables. He just had it in the old four-wheel drive army jeep, herding the sheep up. And he went, ching, and a nailed a snake to the ground and pinned him. And then he was more vexed. <laughs> he was really vexed. <laughs> I mean... <clears throat> Hey, Satan has been wounded to death. Jesus Christ has died on the cross and shed his blood to pay for our sin. And it has sealed Satan's doom and he is vexed. He doesn't like the message of the gospel. He hates people that believe the message of the gospel. And he'll do everything to bring us down so that we're ineffective for the Lord Jesus Christ. And you don't have to stir a snake sometime to get him vexed either. My cousin said he was, well, I know, Steve Emerson, he's been here. He was with his machine logging in, down in the, the mountains there and this snake, this tiger snake, this big one, six-foot snake, come out. And uh, he said, I'll get off and fix him up. And he got off and instead of him chasing a snake, the snake was chasing him ran around the bulldozer. <laughs> He was vexed because he'd been stirred up. My sister was just riding down a, a, a track on a horse. And the jolly thing, tiger snake, it leapt out at Denise from the bank. Just leapt out like that. She didn't even know what was coming. You know, the old devil will do that. I mean, look at the serpent, see what he does. And it's a picture of what he will do to us today as Christians. He is a vexed individual. He's villainous. Another one, Ephesians. Put on the whole armour of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, sneaky and crafty, 
trickery that he uses to get us to sin. Vicious. 1 Peter 5, verse 7 to 9, and I think all these verses are in the, in the bulletin there in the outline. He is like a roaring lion. I've seen the thing, I think it's an ad, it's a, it's a little cub lion sitting there and all looking cuddly and, oh, you know, you could pat that thing. <laughs> but it says, wait till he grows up. Wait till he grows up. You wouldn't be patting him then. And so Satan is like a roaring lion trying to scare us into submission and to do the wrong thing. He is vile and vulgar. Look at his track record through scripture. Look at his track record through world history and see what he has done. How many, probably billions of people have died for no good reason other than the reason of Satan's vileness and his vulgarness. Look at ISIS. Look at ISIS over there. Is not he like that? Are they like that? They... How they kill people. It's just vile and vulgar. Look at the entertainment industry. Look at the movies. I mean, don't look at the movies, but you know what I mean. See what they are advertising. How wicked, how low can they go? It's like, how, how bad can we make this to get people to look at this? And we need to be careful what we, we look at. What you see will be retained in your mind. And so we need to be careful about what we're looking at. This is unsaved people entertaining Christians. If we go looking at this sort of stuff, it will influence our thinking. It will influence us. Have you had a bad dream? Is it not related to something you've seen? He's violent. In Revelation 12, verse 13 to 17, and uh, chapter 13, verse 15 to 18, he violently subdues this world so that they can't buy or sell unless they've got his mark on their hand or on their forehead. He relentlessly persecutes Israel even to annihilation in times past. He almost got it so the king's line was destroyed, the line of Judah, so the Messiah couldn't be born. God won't let him succeed. He is violent in what he does and the violence of people that are inspired by him. You look at what some people do to other people and you say, why do they do that? Is it not the violent one that inhabits them that they come, come up with this violence? The, the games, too. I'm not just the movies. What about the games, the violence? What are what a lot of them involved with? Bang, bang, bang. And wh who are you shooting at? Oh, it's only a game. <laughs> it's training them, isn't it? They're shooting at people and blowing them to pieces and things like that. It's violent. That's not God. That's not godliness. <clears throat> He's vengeful and vindictive, too. <laughs> He's the accuser of the brethren, Revelation 12, 9 to 10. The accuser of our brethren is cast down, it says. <clears throat> when you become a Christian, you're not his child anymore, you become God's child. He doesn't like that. You've been won over. You're on his enemy's side, God's side. <clears throat> In 1 Corinthians 10, 10, it speaks about being destroyed by the destroyer. 
God let some of Israel's people be destroyed because they followed the evil way, not God's way. But praise God, all these things are true, but Satan will be vanquished. <laughs> Look at that verse back in Romans chapter 12 and verse 20. God, the God of peace, shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. If it was shortly 2,000 years ago, <laughs> how shortly is it now? With all what's going on, it's short. It's soon. And all of God's people will sing hallelujah and praise be to God when it happens. You know, if this is, <laughs> I could say, if we lock the doors here and let a few serpents loose, what would you be doing? Climbing the pulpit, climbing the chairs, <laughs> climbing the ceiling, or whatever, just try, or try, trying to stay away. <laughs> but if he got done in, if some brave man or some, your husband, of course, <laughs> got his Bible and clubbed him to death, no, uh, <laughs> use the chair instead <laughs> and, and beat the serpent up, then you'd be relieved. God is going to beat the serpent up. He will be bruised. Didn't it promise that in the Old Testament? Hasn't this got a ring of Genesis in it? Genesis 3.15, where it reads there that Satan's head would be bruised by the, the child of the woman and uh, the, the heel of the one born, the Lord Jesus, would be bruised by the serpent. But here he shall be bruised under your feet. And this, he's talking to Christians here, under your feet. Satan will be put one day, shortly. And he said, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. <clears throat> Chained, bound, and cast into the bottomless pit as we started today in Revelation 20. Laid hold and bound him and cast him into the bottomless pit. Ephesians 6.11 tells us that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. I pray that we might be able to, by the grace of God, stand against the wiles of the devil today. Satan, the troublemaker, will be vanquished. He will be bruised. The saints will be vindicated under your feet. And in the talk of that time and the culture of that day, when a king won a victory over the enemy... What would he do? He would try to capture the enemy king alive. Take him alive. Not dead or alive, I want him alive. So that he could take this king in chains and probably with his eyes gouged out and make him walk all the way back to where he lived. And then they'd have a victory parade and the victorious king would do what? <laughs> Put his foot on the neck of the living king that he'd captured and show all his subjects... This is what I've done. And so they wanted him alive, not dead. And one day the Lord will allow us to put our feet on the neck of the enemy and be victorious. And our faith will be vindicated. The sufferings that we went through will be vindicated. All that we, that we uh, were put under by the devil in our life we will be vindicated. And we will be victorious. And Satan will be vanquished. The Saviour will be victorious and will be victorious with him. 
according to those verses or thy verses back there in Revelation chapter 20. Cast him into the bottomless pit, shut him up, set a seal upon him, that he should deceive the nations no more, till the thousand years should be fulfilled, and then he's going to be loose for a little season. Whose side are you on today? Are you the Lord's child or you're Satan's child? Have you trusted that Jesus Christ has died for your sins? Paid the penalty for your sin? Took it upon himself? You see, this is what biblical Christianity is about. The Lord Jesus come to seek and to save the lost people. And if you trust the Lord Jesus Christ, what does it say in Romans? I quote it often. If you believe in your heart that God hath raised him from the dead and confess him with your mouth, I've got that backwards. Thou shalt be saved. You will be a Christian. God saves your soul. Come today. Didn't say join the church here. Didn't say get baptized. Said believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Will you come today and believe? He invites you to. Or are you going to remain the devil's child? Look at his end. Look at where he ends. That's where you go too. What's his name? Falah? Falah? Israel. Israel sounds better. <laughs> he's stood up and declared what he is. And he's going to hurt for it too. I think he's going to get put out of the footy game. Or what? It's not footy, it's whatever. Rugby, Rugby thank you. <laughs> he's going to be put out of that. Well, hey, all Australia knows what he said. And I'm glad they're putting a lot of descriptions up about it too because he said more. <laughs> Those who do not believe, he said, will go to be in hell forever, be in hell forever he said. And, and in context, you know, the, the, the paper's not given us the, the whole picture of the context in which he said it. He was asked the question. He answered the question, they snipped it down to that. But slowly more's coming out about what he fully said. So we can go on our way and end in hell where Satan and all those that do not believe will end. Or we can believe today and become his child and go with Christians who will be victorious and Satan will be vanquished and will have our foot on the neck of the enemy. Your choice. Today you can make that choice and believe on the Lord Jesus. You know, this is not just a fairy tale. <laughs> this is real life, real history. And it's all going to happen that hasn't. Because all of the other stuff that said that would happen and has happened, hasn't it? It's been fulfilled. Let's trust in the Lord today and lean not our, on our own understanding. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Bless it to us through salvation and through sanctification may we walk close with you may we be all always wary and on guard against the devil who wants to bring us down may we be victorious in our christian life as we yield ourselves to you and refrain from submitting to the old nature that calls and beckons us every day to go against your will Bless us as we go our way. Lord, bring salvation to souls here today that may not be saved, that they may become your children for all eternity by believing on the Lord Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen.